0: Why are you not giving it? What's holding you back? You can turn that around. Why are are you, if it's that you want to love, then what's stopping you? You see? So that's not the the problem. The problem is uh, I don't feel that I'm being loved to the capacity that I want to be loved. That's what they're actually saying when they say, I've got, I don't know, I've got so much love to give. Translation, I'm just not being loved to the capacity that I want to be loved. That's what they actually mean. So, we agree that everyone wants to experience love. So to experience one, you have to. To experience love, you have to feel loved. Right? How can you feel, experience love if you're not feeling loved? That's the way it works. If you want love in your life, that means I want to feel loved. I want to feel that from others. Uh, To feel loved, one must be loved. This is pretty simple stuff. I don't see anybody writing down their questions yet. (laughs) To feel loved, to feel loved, you have to be loved. You feel loved when someone is loving you. Now, someone may be loving you and you may not feel it because you're callous to it or you're all caught up in something else. But certainly for you to feel loved, then you must be loved. Does that make any sense? So, to be loved, one must be lovable. Mm. If you're not lovable, how could you ever expect to feel loved? You see, you must be lovable. Otherwise, if you're not lovable and and others are offering you love, it's probably some sort of a tainted love. Or maybe they want something from you. It can't be true, true love. <clears throat> Does this make any sense? Mm-hmm. You see? So, you see how we're working it down here? Uh, these are some ingredients, and i want to get into some uh, rock-hard ingredients. To be loved, we must be lovable. To be lovable, one must have the attributes that attract love. This is pretty simple, isn't it? To be lovable, you must have the attributes or the ingredients that attract love, that uh, invoke love in others, that they direct towards you. There are certain things that you have to have without which you're not going to get it. You see what I mean? You're not gonna get love, unless you have the proper ingredients. You can't make an apple pie without apples. You can't make tomato chutney without tomatoes. You can't make cauliflower papuras without cauliflower. There are certain ingredients that are absolutely necessary For you to be lovable, you have to have these, and it can't be argued whether you say, "Well, I'm a Jew, and we think we see things different." Well, no matter what you, I'm a Jew, I'm a Christian, I'm a Muslim. The ingredients to be loved are all the same, regardless of what you call yourself. You see, it's not that uh, Christians love differently than anyone else or Muslims. Some people think, well, this this religion doesn't love as much as this religion. Loving is something that's the nature of the soul. The nature of the soul. You, the living entity, you have this tendency to exchange love. That's really all the only thing that gives you pleasure. And uh, you pursue activities that will give you ultimately this love a loving exchange that's what drives it's the fuel that drives the soul it's loving exchange okay so krishna says the first three chapters excuse me the first three verses in the 16th chapter of bhagavad gita She'll <clears throat> probably put t- together in one verse <clears throat> one long verse because it makes perfect sense that it go together Mm, what kind of tea is that, is that ginger? Lemon ginger. Yeah, very nice. Perfect thing. So um, Krishna is saying this. He's giving you the ingredients necessary to be lovable. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Sri Upancha." Krishna says, fearlessness. Purification of one's existence, cultivation of spiritual knowledge, charity, self-control, performance of sacrifice, study of the Vedas, austerity, simplicity, non-violence, truthfulness, freedom from anger, renunciation, tranquility, aversion to fault-finding, compassion for all living entities, freedom from covetousness, gentleness, modesty, steady determination, vigor, forgiveness, fortitude, cleanliness, and freedom from envy, and from passion for honor. These transcendental qualities, O Sion of Bart, belong to godly men endowed with divine nature. So let's go through these one at a time. Fearlessness. Isn't it easier to love someone who is uh, fearless? Somebody who's fearless. They seem like a shelter. If someone is fearful, how can you run to them if you're in great difficulty? If, uh, If you're drowning, you need to find someone who's not drowning. If you need a little protection or someone to maybe help you through a difficult time that you're in. Right? If you're having, if you feel like your life is just falling apart, oh God, I just have to talk to someone. And you go to somebody, can we talk? Oh God, I don't know. What? (laughs) (laughs) You haven't found a shelter, have you? If you go to someone, oh my God, my life is going to pieces. Have you got a minute to talk to me? And they say, of course. Have no fear. I'm here for you. Wow, don't you, you would feel compassion, love. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to hear you say that. This, I feel like I can take shelter. Of you, you see. So, fearlessness, purification of one's existence. How can you be lovable <clears throat> if you're always afraid? Or, if your existence is impure, meaning your habits. You see, you have impure habits. Boy, this is a wide uh, discussion there. Impure habits, impure actions. Wow. Can you imagine? If you're like me, my mind is racing when I think of it. what all could that mean? Huh? So, purification of your existence makes you lovable. You're pure. In other words, you're not tainted. You'll give a pure answer. You'll give me pure heartfelt help when I need it. Not like, well, look, you know, you come to me for help a lot. And so, uh, there's strings attached. I'll help you, but you've got to... You got to wash my car this weekend. You know, every weekend for a year, depending on how bad you need me. You see, that's not that's not purified existence. That's not lovable. So you have to purify your existence. You have to live a, a purified life, and then you become lovable. You become attractive. People who are purified fearless and purified, they become attractive. They become lovable. Cultivation of spiritual knowledge. My dear sir, I I need your advice. I need your help. You know, what do you think God wants? Wait a minute. How do you even know there is a God? Why do you believe in that garbage anyway? What's this spiritual thing ever done for you anyway? Can you actually show me this spiritual thing that you're always talking about? You see what I mean? Someone who hasn't cultivated any spiritual knowledge may be attractive physically. They may be very handsome or very pretty, you see. They may be able to uh, entertain you in some way. Uh, but they're not fully lovable. They don't have any spiritual knowledge. If you don't have any spiritual knowledge, what kind of knowledge do you have? Material knowledge. Well, there may be some attraction to that, but so anybody can have material knowledge. We all know how to do this or that. There's certain things that we all talents that we bring to the table. But you take the talents that just about anybody has. People have different talents. One may be a musician, one may be a mechanic. One guy can play a beautiful tune, the other guy can fix your car. You see, some guys can do both. Someone may be a good cook. But if you have material talents plus spiritual knowledge, if you have spiritual knowledge, you can give what? Spiritual Advice. Spiritual shelter. And I don't mean la-di-da put it out to the universe kind of thing. I'm talking about something that really, really works. We can tell you who to direct it to and what to expect in return. See? So cultivation of spiritual knowledge makes you lovable. Well, maybe not for someone who's demonic. You know, someone who's demonic may not be attracted to you at all. Just like you, having a spiritual nature, you may not be attracted to someone who's demonic. You see what I mean? Although it seems like even the demons have people that are attracted to them. You know? Ava Braun was in love with Adolf Hitler up to the last minute. You see, even even the demons have people who love them for whatever kind of material reason. So, charity. Krishna says charity is lovable. It's attractive. You know, if someone uh, would never help someone who needs help ever. That's not attractive. That's not lovable, is it? You may find someone that you think is somewhat lovable until you find out they're just really cheap. Well, they wouldn't help anybody for any reason. You see what I mean? So charity is is lovable. Self-control. These are self-evident no one can argue with it. self-control if someone does not have self-control how lovable and attractive are they? if you want to experience love you've got to have these you've got to have them you've got to have self-control and what does that mean? it means I think before I say I think before I react. I'm controlling myself. And by controlling myself, I'm, I'm setting a real good example. Someone who has self-control is an attractive shelter, right? right. Someone I, I could go to for help. You see, all of these things add up to shelter. Someone that you would think that is approachable. You see? If someone doesn't have self-control? Would you go to them for help, or advice? Some people would, but I'm talking about you guys. You're smarter than that. Why would you go to someone who's completely out of control? What's that? He gave you a ticket? Well, let's go throw Molotov cocktails on the police car. Oh, there's good advice, isn't it? That's what. Yeah. See what I mean? Performance of sacrifice. Sacrifice is important. Sacrifice. <clears throat> uh, the Vedic word is yajna. Sacrifice. Uh, I'm, I'm doing some activity, I'm making some offering. There's different sacrifices. The Vedas talk about all kinds of sacrifice. But let's not talk about all the different sacrifices. What is the greatest sacrifice? Anybody else besides a tool Alright, a tool there.
1: Offering yourself to God.
0: Yeah. But the big yodra is Sankirtan Yodra. That's good. Because before you offer yourself to God, you're going to have to perform that Sankirtan yoga, which is basically chanting,
1: Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare, Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama Rama, Hare
0: Hare. So that's sacrifice. <clears throat> There's so many uh, levels of sacrifice. But the only one you really need to know, right now anyway, is this chanting of Hare Krishna. If you just do that, now that doesn't mean some people misunderstand this. They think, well, all I have to do is chant. That's all I have to do. That's not according to the previous acharyas or, no, that's not all you do. If you make that prayer, my dear Lord. Oh, energy of Lord. Oh, Radha. Oh, Krishna. Radha, I want to serve your Krishna. Oh, Krishna, I want to be your servant. Please engage me in your loving devotional service. Now, if that's all I do without accepting the reward of that prayer, then what have I done? All I'm doing is delaying Receiving my medicine. What's the medicine? Service, devotional service. I pray for service and Krishna says, Oh, okay, here you go. Don't bother me now, Krishna. I'm chanting, I'm asking for service. You know, someone is chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare. Someone comes up and says, Oh, Prabhu, could you help me do some service? Not right now. I'm too busy praying for service. (laughs) So you pray for service. Then you accept it when it comes. You go to the doctor and you ask for some medicine to help you. You got to take your medicine. He says, okay, here you go. So you do the service. I want service. Please engage me, my uh, my dear Lord, in your loving devotional service. Krishna says, okay, you can do this. Well, I'm not finished praying yet. You see? So praying for service and doing service. My dear Lord, let me show you, give me some way to show you how much that I love you. And then when he gives that to you, you do it. That completes the... A circle. Study of the Vedas. Yeah, study of the Vedas makes you attractive. Now, it could be any bona fide scripture that you study. If it's bona fide scripture, you can find uh, information there, or you should, on how to be a better lover of God. If it doesn't, if any material that you read, whether it's scripture or not, doesn't help you get closer to becoming a loving servant of God, then it's mundane and useless. And saints would question, is it scripture? Scripture uh, describes how you can become a close, loving associate of the Supreme Godhead. Does that make any sense? So it doesn't have to be just the Vedas. The Vedas will do it. Are there others? I don't know. I haven't read them all. I've read the Bible. I've read uh, the vows of the Vita Buddha, some of the Koran, you know. So are there scriptures out there that will do this? I guess. But I know the Vedas will. You see, austerity. Austerity is attractive. If somebody is too uh, giving to themselves, they cover themselves with bling. They're always wearing something way fancy. You know, expensive, flashy this and flashy that. That's not so attractive, is it? You know. You, you you want to ask them, what are you trying to say here?
2: You know,
0: what are you trying to, what are you trying to prove? Does that make any sense? Austerity means doing something, some um, something that you normally wouldn't do just for gratification, for something higher, like. Um, if you want to be a, uh, a musician, you perform the austerity of practicing. And in the beginning, you may not be able to make that little box do anything. You know, you're just sitting there, ooh, ooh, ooh and it sounds terrible. Beep, beep, beep. You ever heard anybody when they're learning to play harmonium? You know, it's not a pretty sound. <laughs> but it's an austerity. You know, you practice. It's like, I don't know, were you were you expert when you first started drawing? Some artists are. But you, you know, the first one you looked at probably thought, yeah, I can do better than that. So you perform that austerity of practice. You see, uh, the barber performs the austerity of sharpening his blade. Nobody he doesn't want to sharpen the blade, but he wants a sharp blade. So I go through that, you see. So people willing to do the needful to gain something worth gaining, that's austerity. I'm willing to sacrifice sitting on the couch with my remote control. I'll do the austerity of cutting my grass. Wait a minute, I'm in Arizona, who cuts grass and it (laughs) doesn't work here. You're all looking at me like, huh? In places where they have grass, you perform the austerity of cutting your grass so that your lawn looks nice. You see what I mean? So uh, people who are willing to do that, to make some uh, little sacrifice to make something better, that's attractive. That's lovable. Simplicity. We like simplicity. Simplicity. It's just like sometimes there's some people you speak with. Uh, you ask them a question. You can. Ask, I know there are some people that uh, you can ask them what time it is, and they tell you how to make a watch. I just wanted. You, I wanted you to say some numbers. Well, actually, time is an interesting thing. The first clock was invented, and I don't want to know. A, get cut to the point. Give me. Be simplistic, simply tell me. You see, simplicity is attractive. Nonviolence, come on, we all know that's true. Can you, is a violent person, are they attractive? Are they lovable? I think not. Now, maybe some of you are saying, Well, yeah, I kind of like that. Well, okay, I don't know, I don't know what to say, but it's not lovable. If you're violent uh, and unloved, don't complain. (laughs) You earned it. Truthfulness. Krishna's really hitting home with these, isn't he? He's a pretty smart guy. We, we love truthfulness. We love truthfulness. We don't love the opposite. Dishonesty. Being dishonest, that's not an attractive, lovable feature, is it? You know, come on. Renunciation. Oh, wait a minute. Before, uh, before I get to that, truthful, after truthfulness... You're going to agree with this one for sure. Freedom from anger. Are angry people lovable? Are they a good shelter? Are they attractive? They kind of repel you. You walk up to someone, oh, I can see you're upset. <laughs> you know, just, when you're angry and you're yelling at somebody, they're only gonna hear wah 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 because they're thinking, are you gonna hit me? Are you are you gonna get violent? <laughs> Anger, violence, they kind of go like like that. Renunciation. People who aren't attached. Renunciation is very attractive. People who are just attached to this and that uh, are less attractive. Renunciation. It's one of uh, Krishna's qualities. It's an opulence. It's one of the six opulences of Bhagawan. renunciation. Do not attached. You see, that can be a difficult one for some people to understand. Well, how can you, how, what's attractive about being renounced? But someone who is renounced There's a certain attraction because they're not attached, you see. Makes them more level-headed, equipoised when they're not attached. That doesn't mean they're not loving. Doesn't mean that they may not be attached to your association. But they're not attached to their possessions. You can take everything away that they own, and they're still going to be the very same person. As a matter of fact, they may even be happier. I was getting a little distracted. Krishna took it all away. Now I just have Krishna. Now you may think, oh, I couldn't do that. But if you see someone like that, that's very nice, isn't it? They're a good shelter. Um, Tranquility. That's lovable. People like tranquility. If I'm feeling distress and you're tranquil, you're approachable, you're attractive. Why? I love that about you. Tranquil. Peace. Peaceful. Tranquil people make you feel good. People that make you feel good are lovable. The tranquility uh, rubs off just like anger. You see? Distress. If I'm distressed, I can make kind of make you feel distressed. But if I remain tranquil, you see how that works? Yeah. Aversion to fault finding. Come on. You know, that's true. How can you go be in love with someone who's just always finding fault with you? <laughs> Somebody who doesn't find fault that doesn't mean we overlook uh, obvious things that need to be tidied up a little bit. If I did, I wouldn't be truthful, (laughs) you see? But if I'm uh, pointing out a fault you may have with love to try to help you overcome it, that's not fault-finding. Prabhupada says that to call a thief a thief is not to find fault doesn't mean you're fault-finding. I'm just telling you, you know, he's a thief, just so you know. He's a good guy, we all love him, but he's a thief, so keep your hands in your pockets when you around, you know, don't lay your phone down around that guy. Um, Compassion for all living entities. That's lovable, isn't it? Not just the human beings, all living entities, not just human beings and the ones that are warm and fuzzy and jump in your lap and and let you scratch them. No, all living entities. Freedom from covetousness. Somebody who's always yearning and wanting and covet, you know, I want what you have and you know, i sure like to have a car like Krishna Nam's. She was. I'd like to have this. I'd like to be able to paint like Jesse. You know. No, no, come on. Uh, gentleness. These are lovable ca- uh, qualities, aren't they? Mm. Gentleness. A gentleman. A gentle lady. If you're not and you're feeling unloved, then we need to talk. You need to read Bhagavad Gita. Modesty. These things go without saying, don't they? Yes, modesty is attractive. It's a very attractive feature that someone can have. Steady determination. People who are like flags. You know, a flag will... If an easterly wind comes, it'll blow this way. If a westerly wind comes, it'll blow that way. You see what I mean? Steady determination. Someone who comes up with an idea and makes it happen. Rather than, "Ah, you know, okay. Oh, I tried. Well, it didn't look like you tried. Well, but anyway, I'm, I'm on something new. You see, steady determination, steadfast determination. Vigor. It goes with determination. You do something with vigor. Not kind of you know. Chaitanya uh, Leela's kirtan was had vigor. You know. It wasn't like, I Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Krishna. That was vigorous. And then it, was, it made it inspiring. You see? If someone cooks, cooked with vigor, food tastes better rather than eh eh. See what I mean? Forgiveness. If you're not a forgiving person, don't expect to be loved. Fortitude, that goes along with um, uh, steady determination. Fortitude, solid, you know, solid, dependable. Cleanliness, clean people are more lovable than dirty people. How could anybody argue that? You want to be loved? Stay clean. Not just in your clothes or this goes beyond just cleaning your cloth and bathing your body. <coughs> Keep your mind clean. Keep your consciousness clean. Keep your words clean. Keep your attitude clean. Keep your love clean.
2: Mm-hmm. Four pillars.
0: Yeah. Stay clean. It's one of the four pillars of of spiritual life. Cleanliness, mercifulness, truthfulness, and austerity. You've gotta have those to be spiritual. Freedom from envy and from the passion for honor. Don't envy people. Do you believe in karma? Does everybody here believe in karma? Mm -hmm. Then you're getting what you deserve. If you don't believe in karma, you can feel, well, he's got what I... I should have what he has. You see? So yeah, I believe in karma, but I think that guy's got something that I should have. Well, then, no, you don't. You don't understand karma. Karma is, you get what you... It's an equivalent... Action for your action, you see. So don't envy. You want better, do better. It's very simple. Oh, and passion for honor. Don't go around demanding respect, don't expect respect, you see. It's kind of a nice way of saying, get over yourself. Go around giving respect. Don't expect any. And therefore, if you get a little bit, then you think, oh, this is very nice, very kind of you. Don't feel that you deserve respect. Why do you deserve respect? Why? Because I'm so great. Because I'm so great. I'm the president of my fan club. You see. Again, karma, if you deserve respect, then don't you think you'd be getting respect? Deserve respect means I've been I'm respected I respect people. Without asking for any. You give respect then respect will come. You see? If you're renounced, you don't really, you're not looking for respect. You don't know what to do with it. The renounced person doesn't know what to do with praise or respect. We accept it. Someone may say, oh, you you should go up here in front. All right, well, I don't demand that, but thank you very much. I see you're trying to offer some respect. I'll accept it you see. But if you're demanding, hey, you're not showing me proper respect. I ought to be up there in front. Well, that's stinky, isn't it? That's, you see someone like that? It's like, whoa, not lovable. Krishna says, these are the transcendental qualities, O son of Bharata, Arjuna, that belong to godly men endowed with divine nature. So, questions. Mm. I went on a little bit longer than 30 minutes, but that's too bad. All right, no worries. All right, questions. Let's collect them. Let's collect them. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: What'd she do? Throw them on the floor? No, no. She goes here. You
2: go. Here you go. Yeah, because so I'm down. thinking. Less. Everybody
3: first. Uh, now if we have time, we'll get two. We'll get two. I give everyone, I usually give everyone, well, you guys got them if you need a couple minutes, that's fine. Just throw them in the bucket after you're done. Oh, no, well, he got
4: two papers. Mm-hmm. Oh, All right. Two
3: questions. Wow. Anyone else? I think the two might have a few there, but I, I think he does. Might want to fold those up. And, all right. Let's see. What do we have here? Questions. By the way, two questions. Uh, three.
0: Yeah. Are these anonymous Yes. questions? All right. Just
3: thinking, uh, Gruy, do you think that maybe we should have a kind of a, an amount of time to answer each question so that we don't go too. Too long on one specific question? Yeah. Well, you, how many? How long do you think? I don't know.
0: Let me just... Uh, I don't know what the question... Some questions may take longer to answer. So, two so. minutes? Yeah, let's try that. Two minutes, okay. Yeah. I'm going to be looking at that time or anything. Okay. Question number one. Why are you always such a big fat jerk? Who wrote this? <laughs> 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 it's
2: anonymous, man. Huh? Ah, no. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's
4: just joking.
2: Is shame as well
0: as he... <laughs> is shame God's judgment or self judgment and refusal of transcendental unconditional love? Is that yours?
2: Oh, okay.
0: did I say that right? Yeah, I was that's kind of. Annoying. Is shame God's judgment? Oh. Uh, yeah. Shame is really your assessment, your self-assessment. You see? In other words, uh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm better than that. I feel some shame because I didn't live up to my personal expectation of myself. Now, I may blame that on him or someone else. You see? Because I feel shame and it's your fault. But it's really just uh, within my heart. I know I didn't live up to my own standard. And I may try to rationalize and say, well, that, whatever. Let me try to rationalize my way out of it. But it hits. You I'm, 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 feel ashamed. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Does that answer your question? All right. This is fun. I like this. (laughs) Question number two. Somebody wrote this one upside down. How did you do that? (laughs) False alarm. (laughs) I meant to do that. (laughs) Can one act affectionately towards impersonal Brahman. Um, It's just like, how can we be affectionate with uh, the light? God, you're beautiful. Uh, God, you're bright. I'm running out of stuff here. (laughs) You're so illuminating. (laughs) You're... You light up my day. You light up my day. Yeah, you light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you see what I mean. So the impersonal Brahman, um, it, it's not a place for affection. Like Nirvana, Nirvana is the opposite of the impersonal Brahman. Uh, the the impersonal Brahman, is joti The joti is this is the outer covering of the spiritual world. You see, it's like the twilight zone between the material world and the spiritual world. When you get there, you're in this little covering. It's an area that's not really material, not totally spiritual, you see? And you can stay there you're, you're not embodied, you see? So you can stay there forever if you want to in the light but you don't go and if you study the mayavadi philosophy they don't say you will feel love you don't go to the pramjoti the impersonal brahman to love or be loved nobody it, that's not what they say they don't the mayavadis don't say that they say it's liberation you'll feel Shanti. You'll feel peace, and you will. You'll be peaceful. It's not a lie. That's there, and you can go there, and you can stay there until you want affection. <clears throat> what is there? If I'm in the light and you're in the light, and we're not, bo- and we're not embodied, huh? We're more. Part of the light. Then what's to be what's attractive about you? Why should I even notice you? How do I even know you're there? I'm not here in the jyoti to associate with you. It's not like you get to the jyoti you get the Mayavad uh, liberation, impersonal Brahman realization, liberation. And someone says, oh Hey, welcome to the party, dude. Did you bring some cards? We're going to have fun. No, No, you're just
2: there in the light.
0: And it's very peaceful. It's very delightful. But it's not blissful. What is there to give you bliss? It is very peaceful. And there is some attraction to it. But there's a greater attraction. Uh, Nirvana is the absence of all materials. Nirvana means uh, zero. Zip. Nada. Nothing. Void. Nirvana nirvana means you're in a place of nothing. Void. Buddha was right. You can go there. You can go to Nirvana. Some people think Nirvana means heaven. (coughs) You know, they talk about certain foods as being, you know, culinary nirvana. Well, it doesn't mean anything. They don't understand the meaning of that. That's a Sanskrit word, nirvana. Void, absence. And there you can feel shanti, peace. Cessation of the influence of the material nature. You can go there and be... Uh, peaceful but a sigh of relief but what about affection if you're in the void what where is the what is there to be affectionate with but it is ultimately unlimitedly peaceful and again you can stay there as long as you want I'm not criticizing. You know, some people say, well, if you don't say this, you get Krishna and Nirvana, then you're not being fair. No, no. Buddha never said, if you go to Nirvana, you get Krishna. If you go to Nirvana, you'll you'll exchange supreme love with the supreme lover. Where does Buddha say that? Where do the Mayavadi philosophers ever say that? He Merge into the Brahmjyoti? and you get to exchange love with the Supreme Lover? No, they don't say that. Nobody makes that promise. So don't expect it. Don't try to weave it in someplace where it is not. Just isn't there. It's not the purpose of going to those places. I'm not saying those places aren't real. They exist. Is God, is God consciousness restricted to our excess or accessible, accessible only through Krishna. Uh, it depends on what type of consciousness you want. You know, you can be conscious of God through awe and reverence. You know, Krishna has personalities that inspire awe and reverence. You see what I mean? He's such a. I was gonna say awesome, but that doesn't mean anything anymore. It inspires such a feeling you go. <gasps> and you fall down and grumble. Oh, my dear. You see what I mean? By all such reverence that I would never approach. Because you're the supreme Godhead. There are Krishna has unlimited personalities. And there are many that may give fear or awe and reverence. You see? So uh, it depends on what um, type of consciousness. Um, God consciousness is being conscious of God. What kind of consciousness of God do you want? You see? I'm conscious that you're here. I'm conscious of you. If I get to know your name, I'm getting more conscious of you. If I get to to understand what you like, I'm getting even more conscious of you. If I become attracted to you and maybe somewhat affectionate because I see your demeanor, I'm getting a different kind of consciousness. If we start to share an appreciation and love for each other, that's a whole different kind of consciousness. That's different from me knowing you're there and knowing that you're great and knowing that perhaps I don't want to approach you. Now, I may see that and wonder, you're so wonderful, my dear Lord. I wish you were approachable. So then Krishna may say, Well, I have this other personality, Krishna. All approachable. You can run up and hug my neck. Well, now I've got a a different consciousness of God through this different personality. Does this make any sense? So God consciousness is a very vast statement. What kind of consciousness? What kind of consciousness? do we want to share with each other? I know you're there, and I know you're wonderful. Or I know you're there, and I know you're wonderful. And I know why and how you're wonderful. Good questions.
4: These are really good. I think somebody might have written something on the other side of that paper, too, to save paper. It wasn't me, but you know. you're right.
0: And uh, I don't read very well. How are we, oh, how can we be certain we? Oh, I didn't
4: even see it myself. Something with authentic our authentic and uh, have present, to be Present.
0: Present and.
4: Authentic.
0: Authentic, yeah.
4: Thanks. I didn't, I don't have my
3: glasses on. So I just wrote it. What's the question? Can, can you want me? You want me to read it? Yeah, yeah I'll I'll let I can read, it. read your questions if you like. Cool. Um, <laughs> Thank you.
2: Sir.
3: How can we I can put my glasses on, I guess. How can we be certain we are present? And authentic. and authentic
4: in our... <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: got my glasses if you want I might be able to figure my
4: writing out. Is this your writing? <laughs> yeah. I need have my glasses on. Okay, sorry. I don't well, want to waste time.
0: While you're doing that, let we me move go on to the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try to... The cycle, how do we release the desire to have others see how lovable we are? Um, become lovable and attract love. This is the follow this recipe here. If you follow this recipe that Krishna gave us here, that will remove the desire for others to see how lovable you are. If you're lovable, you are lovable. Period. Mm -hmm. Exclamation point. You see, I can't walk around feeling that I'm lovable and damn it, I want you to sing it. What the hell's wrong with that guy? He doesn't know how lovable I am. Don't tell me I'm not lovable. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Moron. Tell me I'm not lovable. I know I'm lovable. And you agree, don't you? No. See what I mean? No, I mean, either you are or you're not. You you have a, an apple pie and it doesn't have any apples in it. And you want me to say, hey, nice apple pie. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> this, is
0: a, this is a very good question. All of these are fantastic. Uh, release the desire to have others see how lovable we are. Mm-hmm. Think about it. For me to release that desire, uh, I need to focus really on Am I lovable? And am I loving? Am I truly a loving person? It's not, the reward isn't to be, to feel lovable or even to feel loved. The reward is to love. If you go looking for love, then you're going to be looking under every nook and cranny and searching and wondering why. I want to be loved, <clears throat> but if you go out to work, to in the world to love, then you're going to end up drowning in an ocean of love. If you're a loving person, you're lovable. You attract love. You see, not that you. I want you to. Uh, I want you to see how lovable I am. Well, if that's like you know, I want you to see how tall I am. Well, if you're tall, I see that. You know, unless I'm, you know, a little... Does that answer the question? Whoever's question is. Great questions. All right, we're over here now. This is a great format. Is this your ideas? Probably your life's. <laughs> I can't remember it she's not Probably in like right now so he's going to take credit for it or maybe even she <laughs> surrendering to Krishna when you are uh, un, unprepared to surrender oh, to surrender a home life how do you know when you are ready and completely surrendered, to surrender mundane life. Uh, I think there's two questions here. Let me stop and say, you don't have to give up your home life uh, to uh, surrender to Krishna. Yeah. Uh, most of our previous acharyas were grihastas. Okay. You see? And... Um,
3: Can you explain really quickly what, what, what's a grihasta, for someone, a grihasta for someone who doesn't?
0: Yeah, a grihasta, a uh, householder, married person, husband and wife, children, or could be single parent with children, you know, um, completely surrender. How do we give up our mundane life? You make your mundane life spiritual by doing the same activities, but do these same activities as an offering to Krishna as an offering to Guru and Krishna. Perfect example that just popped into my mind. Going trigger-treating, dressing up like a ghost or a goblin, and going trigger-treating is completely mundane, isn't it? But dressing up like a ghost or goblin, and going out and distributing Krishna's books, is completely devotional spiritual activity. The dressing up is the same, isn't it? I know some nutcases that dressed up last, last night like ghosts and goblins and distributed books. Are they in the room? They're in the room. Where the ghosts and
2: goblins are. The room right is full of them.
0: That's pretty funny. I mean, that... If you cook, if you're cooking food for your own enjoyment, that's totally mundane. If you're cooking food for Krishna's enjoyment, that's completely spiritual. If If I'm painting, and I'm painting for Krishna's enjoyment as an offering to Guru and Krishna, that's completely devotional service. If I'm painting just because I think it's pretty or I think I can make some money from it, then that's totally mundane. Unless I sell the painting and I give some of the money to support the temple, then it becomes completely spiritual. If I go to work and I'm an accountant, that's completely mundane. But if I go to work as an accountant and when I want to get my pay take, I give a little bit of money to the, to the temple, then it's completely spiritual. Add devotional service to your life in your life goes from mundane to totally spiritual. You know, it's it's, it's very simple like this. Uh, when Krishna says, you're not ready...
3: Can
0: you you? Yeah, can you help me with
3: that bottom part? When Krishna says you're not ready to initiate oh, yet, sh- but preparing you. Yeah, I guess that's in context with the first question. Okay. Surrendering to Krishna when you are unprepared, unprepared to surrender home life, how do you know when you are ready to completely surrender mundane life? When Krishna says you're not ready to initiate yet, but preparing, but preparing you,
0: but preparing you. Uh, How do you know? Uh, When are we going to be, or is that, whoever wrote that, could that be, how do you know when you're qualified? Because how do you know when you're not ready? I don't know. I don't know. You may think, well, I'm not You should be thinking, am I qualified? Are you qualified to perform devotional service? Uh, or does it say initiation? Are you qualified for initiation? It
3: says when Krishna says you're not ready to initiate yet, but preparing you.
0: you uh, you're not prepared, ready to be initiated, but he's preparing you. Right. Uh, when you can get, get it. Don't ever think I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait until I deserve it. If you can get it, we all know you don't deserve it. Sure, you don't deserve it, but if you can get it, this is called mercy. Through the guru of uh, through the mercy of Guru and Krishna, you get mercy. It's not that, hey, you know what? You really deserve this. Here's the holy name. Here's initiation. Here is second initiation. You really deserve it. The, the disciple, if he's uh, qualified in, in any way, he's thinking, I don't deserve this. I know you're merciful and you're going to give it to me. Krishna loves you so much, he wants you to have it. You may not deserve it. You don't deserve it. But through accepting this devotional service, even though you don't deserve it, you become purified. You'll never feel that you're deserving, although everyone may feel that you are. Even the guru may feel you are completely deserving, but you don't feel that you are. That's called humility. Out of your humility, you may not feel, yes, I deserve this. You better believe I deserve it. Well, that means you don't deserve it. You see what I mean? Don't tell me I'm not humble. (laughs) The thing that makes me mad is nobody ever recognizes just how damn humble I am. (laughs) Wow. That inspires respect, doesn't (laughs) it? So uh, you can go ahead and serve out and we can continue.
4: Do you want me to read this question? Yeah, yeah,
0: read it. Okay. But you can serve out and we'll talk while people are... Somebody wrote it. I don't know
4: who, but somebody did. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Maybe
2: Krishna did. (laughs) Could be.
4: How are we certain we are how are we certain we are present and authentic in and or out of Krishna awareness?
2: Mm.
4: Does that make sense? No. how I'll try again I'm wrapping my own brain around my own question <laughs> how are we certain we are present because I just let these things into it through how are we present how are we certain we are present you know I guess in our true self or higher self if you're in that terminology you know as opposed to just being material and authentic um whether we're focused in and uh, in or out of Krishna consciousness, or awareness, or God—you know, if you're focused, different guides, If you're
0: focused on your relationship, are we certain? If if you're focused on your loving relationship with God, yeah, yeah. then you can be certain. You now you are present. You are in the now moment. That's the real. That's what you're dealing in reality. If you're thinking anything else, you're an illusion. Because you, the soul, are nothing but. A loving, affectionate associate Mm -hmm. of Krishna.
4: Even if you're in um, your material world, um, as well as spiritual world, being attacked. Attacked? Mm -hmm.
0: Demonically or for whatever reason. You know, like Like, karma, karma.
4: You know, like if that's a part of... um, Oh,
0: you mean like uh, you're receiving bad... Things that are happening to you? Mm -hmm, Yeah,
2: sure.
4: Just karma and being present with spiritual presence simultaneously.
0: Yeah, I mean, you may... It it does coexist. A a devotee of Krishna may have the karma that they may get cancer. Mm -hmm. Well, just because I'm knowing that I'm Krishna's Mm -hmm. eternal part and parcel and I'm his eternal loving uh, servant, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean I'm not going to get cancer.
4: Mm Karma is still...
0: Or maybe Krishna is only giving me cancer instead of 10 million more births. You know I mean, we, we just don't understand this, the nature of the, this world we in we're in is the depth of the sinfulness. We don't get it. When you eat meat, you have to take birth as that as an animal like that animal. For as many hairs as there are on that animal's body, <laughs> you see, That's not it's funny. not just a naughty thing.
2: Mm.
0: It's not like, oh, naughty you. This is horrible stuff.
4: It's proven that we are
2: spiritual in
0: the bottom. yeah, yeah. How could it? As you, as your consciousness evolves spiritually, you you realize, how could it not be?
4: Yeah, killing another sentient being—just just, just for my tongue. But then there's the circle of life with the animal aspect. And, you know, is there forgiveness with that? But obviously, we want to raise how How is
0: there forgiveness? Yeah. How is there? What is this circle?
4: Well, when there's awareness, you know, like you know, all right.
0: I'm I'm aware that I'm eating. Them. You
4: know, there's different cultures. Let's say the native culture that does a huge communication and prayer with an animal before they take its life. You know, and consume it in
1: tradition. It doesn't release any like karma. must get permission. Yeah. What's that? Like they have what is it that?
4: It? Yeah, they actually, co- well, this is what I, yeah. you know, heard about, you know. Um, how does that, that really, how does that, they really treat the, how does special that, relationship. How
0: does that know? mitigate karma?
4: Yeah, I'm just saying that, I guess, on a side
2: note. You if know, if I'm asking
0: you to forgive me, yeah. as I put the knife to your throat,
2: I mm-hmm.
0: mean, mm-hmm. really, Put yourself in that. Yeah. I'm asking you to forgive me, but I really need to kill
4: you.
0: Then I promise that I'll eat all of your flesh, mm-hmm. and I'll use your skin for clothing, and we'll use your bones for different things, and every part of you will use. So, and I'm doing this because I don't want... Now, actually, there is a Vedic there is a Vedic prayer that you can say mm-hmm. when you kill the animal.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. And that is basically, please forgive me. In my next life, mm. you will kill me.
4: Right, right.
0: You want that?
4: It's an interesting perspective.
0: Yeah. It's so an interesting perspective. Let's,
4: I'm not disagreeing let, with no. you. I don't feel comfortable and with I, that. I
0: appreciate... But uh, I've heard say, of the
4: offering, of, you know, that animals will offer themselves in, in a spiritual, you know, and there's a real connection with the nature, you know, that world. But that's another perspective. the animals, animals you know. don't
0: offer themselves. Yeah. You've got to chase them down. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, 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 mean, I you, I'm not disagreeing. It's, it's not, not easy. Saying.
0: Like the Indians used to dress up like uh, they, they put on a buffalo head and a mm-hmm. buffalo robe and they would mm-hmm. act like. Right. 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 It's not like the buffalo saw the Indian coming and said, "Hey, shoot me!"
4: Yeah, it's, oh, come on. So I Here. heard this story during the pipeline being, um, you know, being fought to, you know, not have the pipeline go through the north know these regions and um, that there was so much ceremony and so much prayer that actually the buffalo came and surrounded the camps and the people I mean, I'm just saying, you know, in one account
0: They might have been curious like, what the heck is going on? But that doesn't mean they're there, hey, please kill me No,
4: I'm not saying that either, you know, just different incidences of perspective, I think
0: There are I
4: don't know, I don't want to kill
0: There are barbarians Amongst the different levels of barbarians, some of them may seem a little bit more civilized. So, but they're still barbarians. You see? We we can't say. See again, it's because we don't have a personal relationship with the supreme godhead that we allow our consciousness to go shotgun. Well, maybe I, maybe I can find it in the rituals of the, uh, the, the the American Indians and the relationship they had with the animal. How is that going to give you love of Godhead? Were they? Do, do, does anything about? You know, if they call it Great Spirit or
4: Great Mystery. These big
0: prayers. They so, not everybody. But they're you know, in old rituals. They're basically you know. pantheistic. They worship the creation, mm-hmm. not the creator. They recognize and, that there is a creator, but they—they're pantheists. I don't
2: know that term, but
0: I that means worshiping the creation mm-hmm. and not the creator. Mm-hmm. They're together with nature. This this can be re- mm-hmm. amongst barbarians. There, are, there may be some civil civiliz, civilization amongst the barbarians. Some of them are more civilized than others. But they're still kind of barbaric. There's
4: yeah, different perspectives. I'm not disagreeing with you because, you know, there's like...
0: Premises. I'm not saying it's completely unreligious or it's not even a... a practice. But you have to realize there are different levels of love. There are different levels of love of God. There, if if you get very high at all, I mean, not even really that high, but just a tiny bit, then you're not gonna see any uh, any usefulness to this uh, pantheistic approach.
2: Yes,
4: I'm, I've even you know? heard people like compare. Also, you, you know, just you've probably heard it too. Comparison. Of eating vegetables you know is slaughtering sentient beings too not sentient but you know feeling oh, beings unless know, just,
0: we offer it to krishna
4: yeah but yeah that's that's see that's beautiful and i think that personally what i've observed is that in respectful native culture where it's deep you know not everybody's doing that um as well as you know that it's offering to great spirit or great mystery You know, you're saying we don't really know you know, great mystery, or God, Mm. or Krishna. I I feel in devotion a parallel, you know, with the the truly spiritual aspects. I'm not saying everybody, you know, I'm just saying that in an old, you know, this continent, this place we live, there was a respect.
0: If we're we're concerned for... I don't
4: want to overtake the conversation.
0: If we're concerned for our... uh, Specifically, if we're very concerned about our destiny, Yeah. Then we need to focus. Yeah.
4: And they focus on like finding if, the aliveness in creation. Like
0: if I said. want if I know I want to go to yeah. Phoenix, yeah. Mm-hmm. then I need to find out the quickest and best way to get there. I hear, I hear what Not you're just saying. go in any direction that, that looks attractive.
2: Well let's You like you
0: want to go to Phoenix? I hear Bisbee's really nice this time of year. Let's go there. No, I hear what
4: you're saying.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, what's up? Oh, Bisbee has this beautiful old architecture, and you see what I mean. And I'd say, "Hey, that sounds great. That sounds like a great place to go." But if steadfast determination is, well, that sounds very nice, and I appreciate that. But it's not Phoenix. I'm going
4: yeah. to Phoenix. You're saying you're making a choice. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. What about El Paso on the way? Yeah. I'm sorry, that's not on Maybe. the way. Yeah that's further away um, i want to go to
1: i know where i want to go and i'm going there yeah. this is a separate side note there's a past time in the srimad time where um i can't remember the name of the small child but there's a boy who ends up leaving his body and his parents are very, very much aggrieved over the entire situation. But then a couple of sages come by and they start explaining that the intricacies of karma are far too complex for one particular individual in one birth to understand them because, just in the same way that those people in those bodies perceive themselves as being parents to that child, in a past life, that child, that soul, could have perceived himself being an enemy of those people. And in his last life, he said, I want to just absolutely destroy these people in the worst way possible. Well, what's the worst thing that a person can experience? Losing a child. So, in right. that life, it's the enemy taking the birth of their child just so he can leave prematurely. Like, we can't perceive all of these intricacies of karma. It's right. far too complex. We, we can't.
0: Yeah. it's to, to, to drive down the road looking in the rearview mirror can cause you to run in the ditch. How did I get this karma? That doesn't matter. <laughs> what karma do you want tomorrow? Mm. Don't try to figure out how you, you will it. Won't, you won't figure That's it out. You'll only speculate. What karma do you want tomorrow? How do you want your life to be tomorrow? Now, what do you want after this life? And what do you need to do to get that? Oh, I... I would like to not have to take birth again. And I'd like to be in the arms of Krishna, sharing eternal love. Well, let's talk about the American Indians. No, thank you. I want to have Krishna. Don't you respect the religious rights of the American Indians? Yes, I do, but I want Krishna. Well, wouldn't you like to go to the synagogue? I'm sure that would be great. But I want Krishna. (laughs) Well, let's talk about being a Muslim. I'm sure it's very wonderful. But I want Krishna. I demand Krishna. So Krishna says, then I'm yours. But if I go this way, and then, you see what? In other words, it can be a lot of. Fun. Going here, going there.
4: Or distraction.
0: What's a total distraction? But it can be fun. May not get you where you want. Does everybody have a plate? Mom. Okay. Here's an. Here's another question. Is wanting to be adored always unnecessarily selfish? Yes.
1: Wanting to be what?
0: Wanting to be adored. Wanting to be adored. Don't want to be adored. Be adorable! <laughs> Here's the recipe. Mm. You do this. What can I get those ingredients for Bhagavad Gita, 16th chapter, verses 1 through 3. Excellent. If, if you follow this recipe,
2: <laughs>
0: you will get adoration. Mm. You see? If you're you're wanting to be adored, then you're feeling that there's something that's not adorable about you. You want adoration? Be adorable. Follow these. You know, become... If you become a loving devotee of Krishna, you will be adorable. You will be adored. You can't stop it. If you take this paper and heat it to 456 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, Fahrenheit. do you know what happens? It burns. It turns into fire. The fire comes out of
2: it.
0: It's called a kindling temperature. You ever, anybody heard that term? Yeah, you're, you're, you're an educator. You know, Kindling temperature means heating something to a point in different materials. Uh, everything has fire. This, this microphone, this steel, has fire in it. Everything is made of earth, water, fire, air, and ether. It's present everywhere. So, to get the fire to come out of the paper, you heat it up to 456 degrees Fahrenheit. To get the fire to come out of this microphone, you may have to go to like 1,800 degrees. But the fire will come out. In other words, people say, it catches on fire. No, the fire comes out. It's actually burned in air. It's oxidation is fire. Rust when metal when metal burns, it's or uh, rust, it's burning. Rust is is the ash from that. It's a cooler fire. So, um, if you can take up these uh, principles here, these, if you if you be like that, then this loving. Attitude is coming out of you. You will be, you will be loved. You can't stop it. Yeah. You see what I mean? But if you're wanting to be adored, that means that you feel that you're not. Because if you're if you're adorable or loved loving, then uh, you'll feel that you get more than you deserve. Why do people feel this? Why are people so affectionate towards me? That's I don't know
2: You see what I mean? It's good questions.
0: All right, I'm gonna go on to
3: another. You want to go on? You, you want to take a break? Well, I want to eat, but I want to.
2: I'm
3: curious about these questions. These are great.
0: You should it's eat. That's okay. It's great. do you like this format? I love it. This yeah, this is great. I just wish we had more time. There's never enough time. Uh, What is wrong with living a life that is centered around me? Um, A person person who toots his own horn always makes a very sour note. You know? Life centered around me is a very, very lonely life lonely. Uh, It's a wasted life. With you, you know what you have, don't you? You should. If you're living according to this recipe here, then you're going to be really satisfied with your life. You're going to get over yourself. You're going to feel that you're okay. You're going to know that you're okay. And then you can focus not on yourself, but on others. I mean, when you get up in the morning, uh, how many of us, show of hands, when you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror, how many of you say, oh, hey there, beautiful, great, wonderful person. Ooh, if I could, I would just give you a big kiss. You're so wonderful. (laughs) I mean, what is this thing that some people have with themselves? You know? What's the deal? What's the big deal? If you feel that you're okay, then you're okay. You don't have to prove it to anybody. Once I'm over myself, I can focus on you. How are you today? God, you're such a wonderful person. That's much better than, I don't really care how you are, but anyway, aren't I a wonderful person? Tell me I'm a wonderful person. You're not my friend because you never affirm me. So I can't depend on you. I so want affirmation. I've got to go to somebody else. That's broken. That's defective consciousness. That's sad. It means you have no idea of, of what you are. You don't know. You're part and parcel of Krishna. If I'm part and parcel of Krishna, I'm perfect. So I have to adjust my behavior to match up with my perfection of being a part and parcel of Krishna. Here's your recipe. Here it is. You can get all the ingredients for this recipe at Whole Foods. No, I'm just kidding. What does Whole Foods have? Ingredients for bankruptcy. Do you want me to keep going? I love it. I don't want to no, no. stop you from taking me. No, no, you're not stopping me. I mean, my blood sugar is pretty you. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure if right. feeds you I'm a just piece of paper. Here's that go now, so he's still... But nobody is perfect. I can be lovable in my own way, right? Uh, my own way. That's like... Um, <laughs> My truth. In my truth, in my world, that's a hundred dollars. Now I know you see a picture of George Washington, and you're thinking it's only a one yes, dollar. But my truth. That's <laughs> your truth. My truth is this is a hundred dollars. That's my truth. And you can't take my truth away from me, can you? I'm entitled to my truth and to believe in what I believe in. So your truth is it's only a dollar. My truth is it's a hundred dollars. And nobody can argue with that because I'm entitled to my truth, right? And I don't care if you think, oh, you're an idiot, that's only a dollar. Until it comes time to cash it in, you can't prove me wrong. So whatever your truth is, or whatever is your way, it's just like saying my way is $100 or my way is this. Until it comes time, comes time to cash it in. Mm -hmm. My way of living my life. Time of death comes, it's cash in time. Now here's what you get. Oh, but my, my dear Lord Yamaraj. I lived a perfect life in my way, all right? But your way is over. Now it's my way, <laughs> the truth way, you see? So you can believe whatever you want, to, and you're entitled to it. You're entitled to your truth. I hear people say that. Well, that's that's your truth. My truth is that, well, okay, then you can have your truth until it comes time to cash it in. There is, there are absolutes. Now, if you're an atheist and you don't believe there's an absolute cashier, then, hey, do whatever you want. Whatever, as they say, whatever floats your boat. Uh, nobody's perfect? No, you are perfect. You're part and parcel of Krishna. He's, He has no defect. If you're uh, a pure devotee of Krishna, you're perfect. Being uh, self-realization means realizing your perfection. If you're part and parcel of Krishna, how can you have any defects? It's just that your consciousness has become contaminated because you've come in contact with the material nature. If you clear away the uh, contamination in your consciousness, you achieve perfection. Love of Godhead, love of everyone, love of all living entities. No desire for someone to adore you. Because I'm feeling the adoration of Krishna. And I think Krishna can adore me somewhat more than you can. You see what I mean? When you're adored in the big leagues, you're not looking for it to be adored by. You see what I mean? If, if, if Krishna loves me and he'll prove to you that he loves you, then you don't go, go looking around for everyone to love you. you. You know that when your consciousness becomes Krishna conscious, you'll love me like he does. And if that never happens, that's okay. I've got him. I have Guru and Krishna. The love of Krishna comes to you through the Guru, the love of the Guru. You see? So you can have that now. so that, And that will uh, take away this desire. this desire. When you get it, it's like if you're desiring... So I'll give you a good... For instance, look. she's putting her plate down. Look at that. So you no longer have the desire for food, right? You probably have the desire for food when you smell it. And you think, ooh, I smell this nice smell. Now I'm hungry. and start to salivate. Then after eating satisfaction you see mm. so if you desire to be loved and to be adored once you get it the desire is satisfied you see it becomes self-satisfied mm. when you get that what feel that love of guru and Krishna you feel totally complete Am I a violent person if I eat meat? Yes. Can't I still be loving and have meat on my plate? Once in a while or oh meat on my plate and wine in my glass? Oh no. You can't. You now you can be materially loving, in your own way, you can believe that you're loving, but how can you be loving? Now you could say, well, but I didn't know that, I really didn't think that they were killing the animals so that I can have that meat. All right, that, so you were ignorant that you weren't loving, you were ignorant. If you're going down the road, if you're going through a school zone, and it says... 15 miles per hour, but you're doing 80. And the policeman pulls you over and you say, But I didn't see that sign. I didn't know it was bad to do 80 down in front of the school. The officer's going to say, Ignorance of the law is no excuse. You should have known. You didn't see the school. I mean, He didn't see the school. You didn't see the sign. You didn't see the kids. So you want me to let you go. So I didn't know that by me eating meat I was being sinful. Okay, off you go, no sin. Come on. So you're ignorant. Question of the question? Huh?
4: Question of the question of the the answer?
0: Or you want to move on? Yeah, I'm going to move on. Okay. Okay. Do you see what I mean? Does that answer that question? And, wine in my glass. Why do you need wine in your glass? This is a problem. I I want to do something to disturb my uh, ability to uh, perceive the world. What does it do when you get legally intoxicated? Why is that even a big deal? Your blood, blood alcohol level, why is that even a big deal? It's because you lose um, your ability to conduct yourself safely. Because your 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 perception is dull. I can't see as good. It dulls your senses. I, my reaction is slowed. I can't I don't hear as well. So I enjoy through my senses, right? I can only enjoy through my senses.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, if I deaden my senses, how will that increase my enjoyment? You're going to have to help me with this. I don't understand that. Okay. So, two more. we have time? Yeah. That's a movie. Let's do it. Some devotees have uh, some devotees have done only chanting for service. Why can't we? Who are these devotees that have done only chanting for service? I
3: don't know. What's oh, wait a moment. Now this is anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get the now. <laughs>
0: some devotees have done only chanting for service. I can't wait. <clears throat> <laughs> the Namacharya Silhari Das Thakur chanted, uh, what's it, 300,000 names yeah. a day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if someone had come, had come to him and said, Oh, uh, my dear Hari Das Thakur, could you help me do the service in the temple? Would he say, No, I chanted 300,000 names, leave me alone. <laughs> Get out of here. Look, you cook, I chant. Come on. No. Mm-hmm. When you chant, you want to serve. You do. So you, you, you chant and serve. Mm-hmm. Why can't you chant while you're serving? Could. And you should. You just can't keep track of it,
3: but you could. Well
0: chant your 16, <laughs> chant your 16 and then keep chanting while you do service. Mm-hmm. After a certain point, there's no there's not gonna be a way that you can do anything without chanting. Mm-hmm. That day comes, it really does. And if something happens to where you're not thinking about the chanting, you'll think, wait a minute, what's wrong? Oh, I got distracted. I lost the mantra. Mm-hmm. I lost it. And you'll work to get it back. You know, it's like you go in the store. I've, told, talk, I've said this many times. You go in the store, you walk in, and you're, in your head you're hearing Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Sprouts is bad about this. You, know? you go to Sprout, and they're going to play all this stupid 70s music, you know. So I go in there and chanting, and I go out and the way and I'm hearing Jimi Hendrix or something. You know, all along the watchtower. Wait a minute, where did I get this? God, It's like going in some place and catching a cold. It's like a virus. You know, they put those viruses on your hard drive. Yeah. So now I gotta do something to pound this out of my head because it's gonna play. I don't want it to play. So I gotta put the mantra back in. And then I can go on and do anything and mantra keeps playing. <clears throat> Sometimes I have to turn the volume down so that I can talk with people or whatever. And as soon as I don't I don't have any demands on it, I can turn the volume back up and I can rock out. I can change the meter. I can change the tune. I can change the volume, but I don't ever have to let it go. Except when I go to sleep. When I go to sleep, I don't—I don't think I chant in my sleep anyway. Yeah. So, uno, uno más. How are we doing on time?
3: Huh? I'm How good. We doing? we doing okay? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Everyone ate, so we're good to just discuss and hang out. I just want you to eat. To oh.
0: Hey, make up a plate for, for. Could you make up a plate for Kesheva? Does
2: anybody
0: else want a
2: plate?
0: There's Where? more, right? There's more? Yeah, there's more.
2: Yeah, there's more. If anybody want seconds? You can... Oh, gosh. I you want to eat all the
0: first? I just want to be a good person. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Isn't that enough? <laughs> sure. But as you become a, a, a good person, your definition of what is a good person will probably change. Mm. I mean, what does it mean to be a good person? If I'm, uh, if if I have you down and I'm punching you in the face, you may consider that I'm, I'm a good person if I stop hitting you. And I can say, I'm a good person. Why do you say that? I stopped hitting you. So there are different levels of good person. What is a good person? So you'll find out as you go along, as you become a good person, you'll want to be a better person. You'll see. I get to one level and I say, hey, there's another level I can go to. If you're truly becoming a better person. But don't judge yourself as being a good person or not a good person. If your guru tells you you are a good person, you're a good person. <laughs> Typically, when the guru tells his disciple you're a good person, they say, "No, I should be better." I want to be better. No one ever says, "Guru, why don't you tell me I'm a good person, you fool?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're disqualified from being guru because you never tell me that I'm good. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, that's the, that's the, you're not. spiritual life is different than material life. I'm, un, I'm fallen and I'm uh, undeserving. But my guru is so kind, he's given me so much mercy that I don't deserve. I'll never be able to pay him back. I'll never be able to come to the level that I want to be of loving service to guru and Krishna. Did you have a question? I was just saying when I
1: when I came to Christian consciousness when I came to Christian consciousness, I got a lot of realization of that statement by Jesus that there's there's none good but God. There's, there's none there's none good, no good but God. And yeah. Jesus said that because like you learn in Christian consciousness why you came to this world was the root of it is, is selfish turning away from your true nature to mm. focus on yourself. Right. So like when Jesus said that it's like everybody in this world it's like Prabhupada said when the, the king went to investigate who was the thief. He found that everybody in the whole... city was a big... Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. People that, that come to this material world have that, that commonality. And we're convinced that we're something way special. And I want people to recognize, not only that, I want you to celebrate my be a great person. You see? I want you to see it and recognize it. And tell me about it. Affirm it. Often. And if you do that, I might love you. Because you've got, you've got me propped up. Making me think that I'm so special. You know. And if you can make me feel special, I'll love you. That's material life. That's sad. That is sad. Go out and find someone who makes make me feel special. What if you know you're special? And then it's not like you think about that every minute of every day. Once I let you know, once you're convinced that you are special because you're part and parcel of Krishna and you're loved by Krishna, isn't that enough? nothing can equal that nothing can I mean that's the big trump card that's the big you know that's the big deal you, you are uh, adored by the most adorable you're loved by the source of love are you going to walk down the street looking at people thinking does that guy love me am I getting respect from you no. Oh. People will say, what's for that guy? Well, he thinks God loves him. <laughs> Why is he so blissed out all the time? I, he thinks God loves him. Alright. Well glories to Shiva Prabhupada. Alright. All right.